Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MetaBullet Step 1 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of muscle conduction to contraction found under the MSK section at metabullets.com. Let's begin with an introduction to muscle conduction to contraction. Skeletal muscle cells are composed of muscle fascicles. Muscle fascicles are composed of multinucleated muscle fibers. Muscle fibers are composed of myofibrils, and myofibrils contain sarcomeres, where actin and myosin filaments slide and produce contractions. Muscle cell transverse tubules, or T-tubules, are invaginations of the plasma membrane and are juxtaposed with the sarcoplasmic reticulum's terminal cisternae in order to contract. The T-tubules are responsible for conducting the action potential to the cisternae of the sarcoplasmic reticulum. In skeletal muscle triad, there is one T-tubule and two terminal cisternae. In the cardiac muscle dyad, there is one T-tubule and one terminal cisterna. Now let's review the sliding filament theory, which states that there is sliding of a thick and thin filament in order to form a contraction. The thick filaments are composed of protein myosin and anchored to the M line. The thin filaments are composed of actin, tropomyosin, and troponin. Actin contains binding sites for myosin, and tropomyosin covers these binding site grooves, and these are all anchored to the Z line. Now let's discuss excitation and contraction coupling. Remember that the action potential depolarizes the plasma membrane, so presynaptic voltage-gated calcium channels open and neurotransmitters are released from the neuron. Next, the postsynaptic ligand is bound, causing depolarization of the motor end plate of the muscle. The depolarization then spreads to the T-tubule. This depolarization then causes a conformational change in the voltage-sensitive dihydropyridine receptor. This causes a conformational change in the ryanodine receptor, which is also a calcium channel protein. Calcium is then released from the sarcoplasmic reticulum, which initiates the contraction. Now let's talk about the contraction. Free calcium binds to troponin C. This causes a conformational change and moves tropomyosin out of the myosin binding groove. The myosin then releases ADP and inorganic phosphate, causing displacement of the myosin on the actin filament. This produces a power stroke and contraction, which shortens the H and I bands, resulting in shortening between the Z lines, or an HIZ shrinkage. The A band remains the same length. The myosin head is then detached from the actin filament because of binding of a new ATP molecule. Hydrolysis of ATP to ADP causes the myosin head to adopt a high-energy position in preparation for the next contraction. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to muscle conduction to contraction, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following. Upon depolarization of the muscle cell plasma membrane, dihydropyridine receptors in the T-tubules are activated. Similarly, ryanodine receptors in the sarcoplasmic reticulum are activated, leading to the release of calcium from the sarcoplasmic reticulum. This transient increase in calcium results in a muscle contraction. Which of the following regions does not shorten during a muscle contraction? And the answer choices are Choice 1. The distance from the M-line to the Z-disc Choice 2. The distance between the two Z-discs Choice 3. The H-zone Choice 4. The I-band Or Choice 5. The A-band The best answer to this question is choice 5, the A-band. During a muscle contraction, 
The only segment of the sarcomere that does not shorten is the A-band. The sarcomere of striated muscle is the basic unit of skeletal muscle, which is composed of the following, an A-band, a Z-liner disc, the M-line, the I-band, and the H-zone. The A-band, or anisotropic band, is the area that contains the thick filament regardless of the overlapping area with the thin filament and thus does not shorten with the muscle contraction. The segment between the two Z-lines or discs comprise the sarcomere. On both sides of the Z-lines or discs is the area called the I-band or isotropic band, which is composed of the thin actin filaments that are not overlapping with the myosin thick filaments. The H-zone is the area of the A-band that does not overlap with the thin actin filaments. The M-line is within the H-zone. It lies in the middle of the sarcomere and contains the connecting proteins that hold the thick myofilaments together. Now let's discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choices 1 through 4. During a muscle contraction, the myosin head on the thick filament interacts with the actin or thin filaments and contracts. This results in a greater overlap of the thin and thick filaments, resulting in shortening of the H-zone and I-band. The distance between the two Z-discs and the distance from the M-line to the Z-discs also shortens. That's all for this review about muscle conduction and contraction. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.